Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for episode 106. My name is Ben Wilson, and this week I'm joined by my wife, Rissa. We were both homeschooled all the way through high school, so we thought we'd share some of the parts of homeschooling that stood out to us. We think it'll be encouraging. Before we begin, I also want to thank Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring The Smiling Homeschooler. You can get a free demo of their new 4.0 version of their curriculum over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com. But let's get started. Well, hey everyone, uh, this week, as uh, I said in the intro, Dad is not here with us, so I'm joined by my wife, Rissa. Hello. And uh, so this episode is going to be fun. We're going to talk about, you know, some of the stuff that we uh, stood out to us while we were homeschooled and both of us were homeschooled all the way. So it should be fun. Uh, but dad is on his way with the rest of the family, the three youngest kids and mom to Harvey Cedars, which is a camp over New Jersey, which we've been to many times and we love a lot. Uh, it's actually, I think, the only camp that they're actually doing this week or this year due to COVID, but hopefully it goes well. So uh, just, you know, think of them. Uh, but they should be back, I think, next week. But dad texted me a picture today uh, from, they were about 100 miles out, uh, stopped at doing some Old Navy and Target shopping, but they stayed at a Walmart. Uh, it was their 285th Walmart that they've stayed at. So uh, dad's been keeping track over the last like 15 years on the Walmart sells these atlases that have all the Walmart locations listed in the front. And he's marked them off and kept transferring it year, year to year. And uh, the total is 285. So pretty cool and uh yeah that's crazy yeah they keep going up and up and up see the picture um but before we uh so the, the kind of the thought that i you know had was both of us were homeschooled all the way through as i mentioned a few minutes or a minute ago and um you know i think that thinking back there's a lot of things that stood out and uh that you know, your kids are probably in the stages that uh, we went through. And so it, it's just kind of hopefully refreshing or uh, helpful to hear some of the things that looking back stand out to us that uh, we really loved or uh, helped break through. Because I know sometimes it feels like my kid's never going to get it or they're not interested in anything except video games or whatever it may be. Uh, and, you know, what do I do? Um, so that was actually kind of my first one and then we'll kind of go back and forth, but, uh, yeah, I was going to say we should go back and forth. Yeah, like. for sure. So on the technology side of things, you know, um, I'm a big, I, I love technology. I've always, I know that when I was, uh, oh, I don't know, like 13 or 14, you know, my parents got me our, my first, uh, iPhone, which. Uh, I was probably a little bit older than that, probably more like 16, which I can't, still can't believe they did that. But, uh, you know, I, they've always been really good about uh, trying to encourage what we were into. Um, but they're, they definitely put limits on that. You know, uh, we had a Wii that was one of the only consoles we ever had. And we only got to play it like every Sunday afternoon for a couple hours. And we all had to share. And so it was very limited. And the same was we had uh, computers that my brother and I had bought. And we only were allowed one hour every other day and no weekends. So it was basically three hours a week. Um, and, you know, you don't have to do exactly that or anything. But the part that stood out to me that I wanted to mention was, you know, uh, limit because that will create creativity, you know. And it's okay if they, I think, if your kids 
still think about it outside of it. For example, like let's say your 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 child's super into Fortnite or you know Minecraft or something like that. Uh, let's say it's Fortnite, and uh, you know you say you only get to play X amount of time. Chances are, in between that, they're definitely going to keep thinking about it or want to do it. But that sometimes creates creativity. And if they know they're not allowed to, and you don't let them watch videos or anything else, um, you know, maybe they'll go out and build forts and have airsoft battles, or uh, you know, Minecraft. Maybe that they'll want to do some building and they'll play Lego or something else, or maybe they play Rocket League and uh, you know, it's they go out and play you know soccer with bikes or something like that. So. I know that when we were kids, you know, we were really into strategy games, which uh, were like Age of Empires and things like that, and were kind of historical. And uh, or one was a castle game where you built a castle and fought against each other and stuff. Uh, and but that, when, since we weren't allowed to play, we would spend you know hours drawing out maps of castles or reading about castles. Or uh, I know we would uh, look at you know books that had a lot of the same like. Um, you know, time periods and that kind of scratched that itch, but was also super, uh, I think really helped, uh, develop, you know, creativity and other things that, uh, I'm really thankful for and really loved. Um, so, you know, I think the limitations are really, really good. And, uh, you can set with that, what may, what works for you guys, but, uh, that seemed to work well for us. And I'm pretty thankful for that. Cause I definitely think that if you don't, it is instead of going and building your own fort, you'll just always do the virtual one. Um, and most kids won't choose the other one because the virtual one feels so awesome and fun. But uh, so, you know, that's one thing that when it came to technology, I think uh, was really helpful. But what did you have written down, Riss? You're a lot better at babbling on more than I am. <laughs> Mine's going to be not that long. Um, my first one I just wrote down was... I mean, I think this is kind of what we're talking about, but I kind of found that I learn in different ways, maybe not like the typical way of like sitting down with a book. I guess that wouldn't be typical, but that's what they expect you to do in school. Um, but one thing that mom would do with me would be learning to song. So she would like, I don't know, I rem remember like random times where we would make up little songs for me to like try to remember like, I don't know, verbs or whatever. But the biggest one I can, I still remember, and I'm going to teach friendly is like mm -hmm. the books of the Bible. Anytime I'm like going through my Bible of like, okay, yeah, where's that book? I start the song and I sing it in my mind and it helps me just like, yeah, locate where everything is in my Bible. Um, also, when I did Spanish, the only thing I can remember is the song of the capitals of the country or whatever. And I can still sing that, and that's about the only thing I can remember. Mm -hmm. So we just kind of found that I learned better that way, um, just kind of putting little tunes to things. I don't know. I am I play instruments, and I do all that. So I don't know. I think being homeschooled allowed us to figure that out and explore that, and I was able to totally. learn more that way. So Yeah, that was one, something I kind of also wrote down was just don't get stuck in a rut. And, you know, I think it is easy uh, – you know, I'm doing it even now with Renly as I'm an adult. So I think, oh, well, she should be able to get this. And it's not necessarily, as you know, I'm sure you found uh, <laughs> kids think differently. So I know for me, uh, the visual side was really important. Um, really connecting with it was really, really beneficial. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I'm already doing that kind of right. with Renly and like when I taught her how to spell her name, it right. was just totally for fun. And I just kind of like put it to a song 
and she can not really a song, but now she can remember that. So I feel right. like that will be my <laughs> yeah go to. Totally. But and that and that's kind of so if if you feel like you're really struggling or your child is really really struggling with you know, whatever subject it is, maybe it's all the subjects, try different things and don't feel um, stuck to anything. Because I know, uh, you know, I, I started out, I think, with Bob Jones and then we did you know, something else for a while. And then we ended up doing Matthew C., which was great for a while, but ended up with teaching textbooks. And it honestly wasn't really until teaching textbooks that stuff just like I, w- I really clicked with it and I understood everything and it really connected. Uh, so don't be afraid to try different things uh, if it's just not working. You know, you can resell stuff if you need to. You can pass it on to a friend. Uh, see if someone else in your area has um, maybe has it. You know, there's a lot of Facebook groups and stuff. You could uh, even meet up with someone if you wanted to look at the curriculum ahead of time. But that's also where conventions come in. But I'll cover that a little bit more in a minute here. But uh, so uh, same for writing. I hated writing. If, if, if it was mom said, you know, um, write a page on whatever anything dogs uh, me and my brother would both have like extreme writer's block and wouldn't write anything because we just didn't know what to even put down um but you know institute for excellence in writing like totally changed that for me and i still think about all of the things that uh, andrew Pudua teaches in that uh, for example like words not to use when you're writing and uh, ways to make something sound more exciting and things like that. So uh, sometimes it's just, you know, finding that right curriculum or right um, aid or way that your child learns and it can unlock that door and open it up for them. I do kind of have something, this is not what I wrote down, but something that goes along with that. Um, Math, I hate math and I still do, but... um, we figured out eventually, I think I was probably maybe going into high school, and I'm not going to remember what the curriculum was called, but it was a visual math, so it was like, it was on DVDs, and I would watch them, like, write it out, you know, and it wasn't just out of a textbook, but mm-hmm. I could, I was seeing it, I was hearing it, and I was also, like, writing it with my hands, and that, I remember that was a huge breakthrough. Um, it was very outdated at the time, so I'm not even sure if it's still <laughs> yeah. around. But I think it's like Video Text Interactive or something. Yeah, like that. actually, I think yeah. that was it. And we started off with the VHS, and then we upgraded yeah. to the DVD, <laughs> and it was right. totally like 90s. But that was yeah. I just remember that being a breakthrough because I could see it, hear it, and like instead of just staring at a textbook. Yeah. And I mean, I know nowadays there's a lot of uh, game learning systems. Uh, I've seen a lot of them at conventions. Uh, you know, the biggest thing I would just say is watch out to make sure that they're, you know, actual game or actual learning, not just game. But I think it can be also a great way to help, you know, someone learn. I know for typing, that was how I really got quick at typing was there was this chameleon game on mammoth beacon types and the faster you did it the faster we go or you could do a race car and you know race race another person or car uh by who could type words faster you know so there's definitely ways to do that or i remember back in the day these are old 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 games math blaster and reading blaster and it definitely like forced us to do you know some math and whatnot but uh so i don't know i mean you know, there's not, maybe not always a solution that's different for every type of, you know, like spelling. I know never really was loved spelling. I think mom eventually tried something where we could put it on our computer, like play the uh, CD or whatever it was on the computer. And then we would, you know, have to Did write it out. But ever do Hooked on Phonics? Uh, that was really good for us. Yeah. I remember 
a lot of that. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's still around. <laughs> I'm not like very current with yeah. what is around now. Right. And but the I, principles still still uh, exist. It was a very visual. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My mom learned pretty quick that at least for me, that's how I learned best. But. Right. All right. I just want to take a quick minute to thank our sponsor, Teaching Textbooks. I'm excited to tell you that the new 4.0 version of Teaching Textbooks is going to be released soon. They also just released a new trailer for the new upcoming version on their website that shows some of the awesome features that are being added. This includes an interactive sketch mode so your child can work out the problem right within the program, and it also includes new animations, audio, grade dates, search features, and stickers. It'll still work on computers, tablets, and smartphones. And also, if you purchase the 3.0 version now, or if you already own it, it will be upgraded to the 4.0 version when it's released. You can check out the trailer and the demo over at teachingtextbooks.com. Kind of on that note, if you feel like you're not, you know, aware of certain uh, maybe curriculums or books or whatever that may be, uh, again, encourage you, and we've talked about this many times with Dad and I, is go to homeschooling conventions. And I know this year you couldn't, um, but next year hopefully they'll be back in business and going again. Uh, but And they're going to, one, need your support, and two, uh, there's such an awesome way for your whole family really to get excited about homeschooling. Um it can just be super encouraging because you not only have encouraging speakers, but you see all these other homeschoolers. But the cool part is uh, your kid will probably be bored some if they're not in a kid's program, but they're going to look at stuff, you know, whether it's the Osborne books and they're going to maybe look through those, you know, uh, picture book about um, – you know, history or science or whatever, and uh, or maybe there's the chess booth, or maybe there is a game that you know helps you learn how to read or whatever, um, and and seeing that stuff and getting to interact with it and talking to someone who's actually you know created it or sells it is an awesome way to find um, options and try stuff out without actually uh, purchasing it. And all of the vendors you know are totally willing to walk through what their curriculum does, how it works. Um, you know, and, and the biggest thing though, is don't feel pressure, but also, um, don't get overwhelmed. It can be really easy to, and we've had hundreds of homeschooling moms tell us that they are, but, uh, just take it slow and, you know, and at least go to whatever you want and just sometimes even just walk down the aisles and stop and ask, talk to people, you know, cause it can be a great way to find opportunities. And I'd even encourage you, I think there's a great place just to go as you're on your own or with your husband, but sometimes it's fun. I think good to take the kids. Cause I know we found lots of stuff that we wouldn't have otherwise as kids that were interests and, um, a lot of skills and met people that we wouldn't have otherwise. Um, and obviously we were working there, but, uh, at the same time, we also interacted with tons of different kids, but also, um, you know, different books and vendors and all sorts of stuff. So I think it's really good. And you never know, you might meet another homeschooling family in your area that you didn't already know. Uh, so I think that would definitely be something you should do. But Rissa, do you have anything else written out? Um, kind of. I mean, I kind of talked about like the math, watching it like on the mm-hmm. DVD, but also I've mentioned before drive through history. I just remember that being a big breakthrough. Have no idea if that's still around or not, right. but I'm sure there's something that is very similar. And even now, like just with the internet, you can Google map anything and Google earth or whatever. I don't know if that's helpful, but right. I just remember I would be reading textbooks, history textbooks, and I would get to the bottom of the page and I would just not know what I was even reading hardly I was Mm -hmm. like what is what is this even talking about like and I would just get so frustrated and it was miserable to have to do that and then I don't know how mom came across it but she 
found that and it was like a DVD and it was this guy who like went to the places and you know walked you through everything while he was teaching you and I just remember that was like wow I mean I can still remember bits of all of that compared to what I read right um I mean I did learn from reading but overall that was I just remember that being like a big like wow that actually worked type thing and the cool thing is like the idea is if you do something different for a day, like let's say you you know go somewhere or you say, okay, kids, we're watching an old World War II documentary or whatever. I um, think even that is like, yeah. at least for me, if I were to sit and watch that, I would learn totally. way more than I would reading it off a page. Just seeing it come to life right. is, yeah. yeah, I feel like it A just, lot of times, yeah, you can't get that feel of like, what did it look like when there was a bunch of people interacting, you know, in Times Square during the Depression or whatever, you know, there, it, there's just so much stuff that visual does that you can't otherwise. But it also, it doesn't necessarily mean your whole year has to just be watching documentaries. No. It could also be, for example, like, this just made me think of, uh, there's a new uh, game that came out called Microsoft Flight Simulator, and I was looking at it. And you can fly all over the world and look at points of interest, like the Great Wall or whatever. The idea is not, okay, we're going to play this game for the rest of the year. It's maybe you do show them something, a documentary, show them a point of interest in this, and that is super cool to them. And they go, okay, let's read more about the pyramids or uh, how big they are. Or if you get them interested in what, you know, let's say you watch a a documentary on the civil war and then actually afterwards, maybe look up, you know, how far cannons shoot, you know, or whatever, whatever seems to interest them. uh, Then you can kind of build off of that versus just trying to um, only do the books or only do one or the other. Cause I know a lot of people think it's not realistic to, you know, uh, watch a movie on chess and then, you know, build a whole curriculum around that. You don't well, have I to do that. I think variety <laughs> is good anyway. Yeah. Like, that's good. That's the awesome thing about homeschooling. Right. You can do whatever. You can do visual for a week and then the next week you just read about it or whatever yeah. and you get to make... And I don't know about yeah. you, but my, for me, the variety would stand out in my mind when I think back to the to homeschooling and it what I learned a lot more often than just the super mundane stuff. And obviously you have the mundane in there. I mean, we did math, you know, and stuff like that. There wasn't a ton of ways to change that up. But sometimes we do, you know, money and it was we had to give change correctly or we'd have to, you know, that was pretty young, but stuff like that. So yeah. um, you can try to be creative. I know it's hard and when you're tired and have tons of kids. Um, but, uh, don't feel too, um, stuck to exactly what the book says. Yeah. Anything else on yours? Um, just another thing I remember mom doing, I mean, you asked me for like breakthrough, like Mm -hmm. these are things that worked, but I'm not saying like, this is what we did all the time. These were just like things Mm. through our homeschool journey that stuck out to me as far, whatever. Um, but she would do like unit studies and I was talking to someone about this the other day. Um, but just like for example American Girl Dolls we were like so into American Girl Dolls we would play with them all the time and so she she would pick a book and we would read about the doll and then she would like make it come to life so if they were um, having a tea party and they would talk about the food they ate or the tea they had then you know sometime after that we would do that and we would read about it while we were doing it and or we could dress up or whatever Um, I just remember that like learning a lot more from that obviously because we were like doing it like they did or whatever mm-hmm. but I just remember those times she did that with my younger yeah. sister too and 
we would even have like friends come over and do it together or whatever is like unit studies and again just do you know we didn't end up doing anything specifically like that but i know a lot of people who love them but you know just doing what works for you and if it seems too hard and it's like i can't do this i'm stressing myself out by trying to do too much then that's fine then don't you know but uh, i think it's a great way if you are feeling like your kids just are not um, connecting with anything uh, those are some of the things that stuck out to us. But. And a lot of these things were like, okay, we've been trying this for a mm-hmm. long time. We don't know what to do. Right. We have to do something different because right. we can't keep going this way. Exactly. Being our heads, we can't cry yeah. every day. Like this is not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> and if you expect every day to be like the magic school bus where they do some incredible thing, you know, it's not going to happen, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, and it can just become discouraging. But the last thing I was thinking of for me was um, – was when I think back to my childhood growing up, what I think of more than the school was playing with my siblings, specifically Sam, but then Ike and Abe too when they were older. Uh, and, you know, school was there, obviously, but us being together and being outside or being in our rooms playing with Lego or Playmobil or Army Men or anything, that makes up a huge part of my life. And, you know, and obviously I was learning through all of that and, you know, I am where I am now uh, because of all of that. But I think that sometimes the play side of things is under underestimated or undervalued and the amount of school is the part that everyone values, you know, incredible a lot. Um, I know like, you know, I remember we, you know, out, outside we, uh, you know, built shields and you know, create spears and you know, fight each other or swords or we'd play with Lego or we'd build a tree house or, I mean, we did so much stuff outside and then inside as well. And I'm so thankful for that time, you know? And so even if your kids are spending time most of the day, even maybe, maybe you're only doing school for a couple hours or a few hours a day, that other time is still incredibly beneficial. And, uh, you know, it, it will stick with them for the rest of their lives and they will be learning through all of that. Uh, you know, now if you're just letting them go sit in their room and watch TV or games only, then, you know, I don't think that's the same. Um, but I think interacting with siblings is so beneficial and I'm so thankful that, uh, I, we have the opportunity to do that. And obviously we, you know, had to interrupt stuff and go to school throughout the day. And that was, you know, part of it. But, uh, I'm, yeah, I think it was incredibly incredibly valuable even if we didn't do six hours a day of school yeah we were pretty similar in that way of especially when I was younger I mean elementary school we did school for like we were always done we started nine and we were done by lunch and then the rest of the day was I had two friends in my neighborhood that we would we would just play the rest of the day I mean we were gone it felt like hours I I mean just building forts in the neighborhood and canoeing and on the pond and catching frogs and catching turtles and eating worms and not kidding we did and but that's that is like when I think of my childhood that's what I think of and I was too learning through all of that um but yeah anyway yeah I agree so, uh, you know, those are just some things that, I mean, overall, you know, do what works for your family and don't feel pressure. Uh, but these are just some of the things that stood out to us being homeschooled for my entire life. And I think Rissa was maybe every year yeah. except one at the beginning or yeah. something like that. Like so, I came home at you know, all the way through high school. 
and uh, it worked for us. We're both hopefully high uh, functioning adults. Well, you know? one of us is. Yeah, that's right. And we have, <laughs> uh, you know, kids and job and everything else. So it's going to be okay. <laughs> and just stick at it and don't worry too much if it doesn't feel like you're making tons of progress every day because it's, you know, it's not going to necessarily feel like it every moment. But over the course of, you know, potentially decades, that time and those relationships that you're built with your kids and they're building with each other is so valuable um, and the influence and the godly influence that you'll be able to have constantly and not the other crud constantly um, battling against what you've taught them I think is will pay off in the end even if it feels like your kid can't necessarily rattle off the periodic table or uh, do something like that so yeah it's just interesting like just having our kids and being in this stage of motherhood not that I feel any pressure from school or anything like that for them now, but there is just like motherhood pressure. And I'm already learning like to surround myself with like things that will encourage me and remind me of like the truths and all of those things. So I would say, yeah, no matter where you are in homeschooling or motherhood, like continue to do that because mm-hmm. it is a challenge, but sure. it's worth it for sure. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. Hopefully you were encouraged and, uh, and we'll, uh, me and dad and we'll be back next week, I think for a normal episode. Uh, we'll see. Glad to visit sometimes. Yes, exactly. Thanks for, and we'll see y'all next week and don't forget to keep smiling. Well, thank you for listening this week. If you have a question or comment, feel free to send us a message over on our Facebook page. Also, if you haven't already, please take a few minutes and leave us a review on iTunes. There are a ton of new homeschoolers, and reviewing us can be a great way to connect our podcast with these people. I also want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. Go check out their new demo for version 4.0 over at their website, teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling. Now every time I look at you, something is on my mind. Da, 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 da. If you do what I want you to, baby, we'd be so far. Oh, life could be a dream if I could take you up in paradise up above. If you would tell me I'm the only one that you love, life could be a dream, sweetheart. Shaboom, shaboom.
my precious plans would come true. If you would let me spend my whole life loving you, life could be a dream, sweetheart. Do you, shaboom, shaboom. Do you, shaboom, shaboom.